Bienvenidos a Radio Menea. I'm Miriam Suela Perez. And I'm Vero Ayoti Flores, and we are two Latinx friends with wildly different music tastes. Each week we bring you music from the Latinx artists that we love, and this week we've got an episode, an unusual episode, because it's actually songs by non-Latinx artists with Latinx samples. Yeah, we knew that there's like a long history of like Latinx songs being sampled in um, lots of different kinds of pop music uh, that's not by Latin artists, and we just gave ourselves a little challenge this week to figure that out. And we're starting with a fun one. Tell us about this. <laughs> yeah, this song is called Groove is in the Heart, and it's by D.D. Light. Let's take another listen. God, this song. It's funny because when I saw it was only from 1990, I was like, oh my God, isn't it older than that? <laughs> like, in my head, it was like a oldie or something, you know, but it's only from 1990. Um, okay, so I have to give a shout out to bustle.com. I'll put a link in the show notes to the article that I found that was really the only reason I was able to get this together because I feel like this kind of thing, you really have to like remember songs that sample, and that's like a hard yeah, thing to just yeah. like pull out of your brain. And not the the next one I'm going to bring is the only one that like immediately came to mind. Um, and I'm just also not, I don't listen that closely. I feel like for things like this, but so this song um, samples really it's using some sound effects. Like I feel like the line of like, what's a sample? What's a, you know, there's, there's like, you know, there's some gray area, but the way that this is referenced online is that it uses some sound effects from a Ray Barreto song called Right On. And he's one of the funny. That part. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Um, so, so yeah, he's a Fania percussionist. Um, we haven't brought any music specifically by him. Um, but, but yeah, this song was just like very much a moment in time. I guess you weren't in the U.S. when this came out. Do you remember it? Oh, yeah. I remember it. Um, I feel like house, this era of house, like black 90s house was big in Venezuela. Um, we loved it. We loved it. And I think that, um, Venezuelans love house and like if like the changa tuki as a sort of like a outgrowth of that, like, 
um, and as well as like love of love um, electronic music. And we, I feel like at the on the mini tecas that were um, sort of like these like outdoor sound systems that had you know like created parties mm-hmm. all around the country. Like there would be like a salsa hour. There would be like a like una hora loca, which would be like all sorts of wild things. There'd be like uh, you know like a reggaeton not reggaeton hour in the 90s but like um but there would be like a changa hour as well and the changa hour was house music so i remember this very clearly from that time okay yeah that makes sense now that i'm looking up um delight also that this this album was um a hit in internationally so it makes sense that yeah yeah, it was huge huge record Yeah. yeah i also think it was kind of like their one big moment as far mm-hmm. as I can tell. And they had a couple more albums, but um, nothing that, yeah. you know, it's kind of hard when you start with such a big hit, I think. <laughs> you know, it's like hard to follow that yeah, up. Yeah, I would be so frozen in terror if like I like released <laughs> something for the first time and it became like this level of international hit. I mean, obviously, I'm sure they were delighted, but like, my God. Yeah. Although it does say actually that they they scored six number one hits over the five, year, the five years they were together, but... Um, yeah, so this is a trio of um, artists, and yeah, they started in New York City. Um, an American woman named who went by Lady Miss Kier, and then a Ukrainian um, person who went by Supa DJ Dimitri, and then um, a Japanese Korean jungle DJ named Tawate. So interesting combo. Um, but yeah, I was not following this genre of music at all, but this was just like one of those things that made it to all the, all the pop hits. Yeah. I mean, I was only six when this came out, but I definitely remembered it. So do you, uh, um, were you familiar with Ray Barreto? Do you know that name? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I didn't know the name. I didn't recognize his name, but obviously Fania, you know, big, yeah, big reputation. Yeah. Yeah. He's a big Fania dude. It feels really funny to be bringing songs not by Latinx people. It's, this is the first time in seven years that we've done this. In any, I mean, I think we've made like exceptions, like maybe once or twice, or like we've had guests maybe who've made exceptions, but I feel like we're breaking like our only rule. <laughs> That's so funny. I mean, we have had like thoughts before of like having like a gringo episode. I know, yeah. But we're like, why? <laughs> yeah. I did feel like there was something appropriate about doing this during like Latino month. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. It was not not on purpose. <laughs> yeah. All right. So what's your first song? Um, my first song is I wanted to bring some a song that was like sort of a reference to the ways that like New York City Latin music movements influenced hip hop and mm-hmm. the, and how hip hop came up. And so uh, this is um, I'm Still Number One by Boogie Down Productions. DJ Doc, you know he's down with us. D Square, he's down with us. Keyboard Money Mike is down with us. I see you, you know he's down with us. D Nice and Mick Buddha down with us. Miss Melody, she's down with us. Just Ice and DMX, they're down with us. My manager, Mo, he's down with us. Castle D, boy, he's down with us. DJ Red Alert, he's down with us. Robocop, boy, he's down with us. Making funky music is a must. I'm number one, 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 one. 
MCs. I tried to tell them we're all in this together. My album was raw because no one would ever think like I think and do what I do. I stole the show and then I leave without a clue. What do you think makes up a KRS? Concisive teaching or very clear speaking? Ridiculous bass, aggravating treble, rebel, renegade, must stay paid. Not by financial aid, but a rate of hits. So, Boogie Down Productions is, you know, like, shout out the Bronx. This is KRS-One, D-Nice, and DJ Scott LaRock, they're a trio. And um, so you can hear KRS-One here on vocals. And the sample is um, a Tito Puente song of some horns from Jumpin' with Symphony Sid. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, hip hop being from the Bronx and getting started in the 80s and having so many New Yorkans involved in its creation um, and Mambo and Latin Big Band being so big in New York City. Um, and then later, like salsa also being like such a big, deep part of New York, of um, Latino New York City's fabric in the 70s and 80s you see these kinds of records sampled a lot in hip-hop and especially in early and foundational hip-hop as though it becomes very important to its sonic landscape um, and this is where the kind of um, in a song like this is where you can hear um, the result of something that we discussed like in like our, our New York City episode for example in this case but like the geography of a different, of like a particular place and its particular set of migrations and everything that emerges there sort of interacting with each other. Um, so, you know, KRS-One and um, and everybody else in Boogie Down Productions would have maybe been familiar with Tito Puente because he was such a big figure just 30 years earlier and the Mambo craze and like the Latin big band craze would have been popular with their parents and with, right. um, you know, with like a generation um, older than them, which is sort of like, you know, like they may, they might have had those records that they could sample from, et cetera, right? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just wanted to bring that and sort of like bring, start with that to bring a little bit of that context. This is the um, one of, you know, I'll bring another um, hip hop track for the members but it's one of the ways it's it's, I feel like the geography piece is foundational to um to how how hip-hop comes to sound um and one of the influences here is the like the New York City like mambo scene and then the New York City salsa scene later on yeah yeah totally this has such an iconic, like, late 80s sound to me. Like, the, the, just the way the, um, the style that it's in, just like the particular style of, of hip hop feels just like very kind of stuck in a particular era. Yeah, I mean, you can definitely hear it. You can, mm-hmm. I think that you can hear like the production conventions. You can hear like mm-hmm. people's like the the flow, the way that like people right. use their vocals and sound as rappers. Um, that yeah, the way Karis One sounds mm-hmm. um, is all very like much like early hip hop. You know, like mm-hmm. it definitely sounds like 1988. Yeah, totally, totally, and it's like. You know, I was a kid, so I wasn't consuming a lot of this, but it was definitely like around, right? It was like mm-hmm. in media, it was on the radio, it was whatever. And so, um, yeah, it's it's very, 
brings me back to that era for sure. But you're right. I mean, the geography piece is, is also just a big piece of, yeah, why these samples probably happen, where these influences come from, why do people like have these references as part of their musical landscape. And, and yeah, I think you can make an argument that almost every musical genre is influenced by the ways in which people have been moved around and, and connected in, in diaspora and in migration and all sorts of things like that. Yeah, for sure. So my next one is the song that I did, the one song that I did like come to mind when I, when we thought about this episode, I was like, okay, yes, this song. Cause I remember very clearly um, hearing it for the first time and being so surprised, honestly, by the, by the sample. So this song is Wantanamera and it's Y Clef Jean featuring Miss Lauren Hill, Celia Cruz and Jenny Fujita. Let's take a listen. so surprised you know I was what 13 I feel like I grew up feeling very much like which wasn't exactly true but my experience was that like Cuban culture was like and Cuban American culture was like super segregated from like the rest of my life I mean I grew up in North Carolina right no other real no other real Cuban community and then I would go to Miami and be with my family and it was like this like very insular experience and so to have a pop song like a very popular song come out that like brought this like very strong reference from Cuban American music and Cuban American culture. I remember being so surprised as a teenager that this was like happening because I didn't really understand at the time the ways in which like Cuban music and Cuban culture had influenced like pop culture. I just didn't have that bigger context. And so Mm -hmm. it was like kind of one of the first times where like my friends who mostly were not Latinx and definitely not Cuban were listening to something that came from like my family references, you know, and like the music that I grew up with. And so I was like really um, surprised by that moment in, you know, in 97, even though now I understand that it's part of a larger context. Although, you know, I think it was still like important moment and like an interesting moment that these people were collaborating. Um, But it was, it was definitely like a surprise for me. Yeah, for sure. I understand those moments. I think, What's really interesting to me is the timing of this. This is in 1997, which was before, like, the sort of, like, Latin boom moment, like, Mm -hmm. opening of the 90s, which is, like, you know, 
if you have to pin it down to one moment, it's Ricky Martin performing at the Grammys. Right. Um, you know, the cup of life. And everybody's like, oh, who's this man? It was like this whole, like, um, marketing production that was um, around that event. And this was before then, which um, makes sense coming from who this is, right? Like, yeah. this is um, Wycliffe Jean and Lauren Hill and a uh, you know, like a couple of other people say that Cruz, but like, so like they were all in the Fugees. Like mm-hmm. it was part of how they framed themselves as like understanding their experience is like we're refugees, you know, like mm-hmm. we are immigrants, like the diasporic aspect of their right. lives. And like was Caribbean like immigrants, front right? and center <laughs> mm-hmm. to who they um to who they presented themselves to be. So um, it, this feels so different. Like they came to it like authentically in a different way. And it wasn't like, like had this been like, you know, like three years later, they might've had the same experience of the song, but like, I would feel a little bit different about it because it'd be like, okay, yeah, like you're doing this. And like, you know, like at a time where it's very profitable to do this. And that's not like, it's not like shade necessarily, but like this feels like more of like a risk and more of like, I like they maybe had a connection to this song that was different from, um, I don't know everything else at the time, which like it's not to suggest that there weren't other like you know interesting Latin things. Like 1995 was like the year of like La Macarena, right? So like, and that was Spaniards, but Gringos don't know the difference. So <laughs> it's not like you know. It, but but I think it's so interesting. I feel like it comes from like sort of like their sort of experience as like people who locate themselves in diasporas. Yeah, and like specifically like the Caribbean diaspora, right? Like Haiti, yeah, yeah. thinking about like the relationship even between Haiti and Cuba and like other places in the in mm-hmm. um, in the Caribbean, and also like I imagine that there might there that it also may have come from a sense of like Black Caribbeanness and like Black Caribbean um, collaboration and solidarity, and like the fact that it was Celia, you know, um, that they were collaborating with and that they were. Um, sampling but but yeah that makes a lot of sense and I do think you're right that it felt early you know I was missing a lot of context even like I love Lucy and other references of like Cubanness in American pop culture but um, but this was like I think early in terms of like pop music more broadly um, and the and this you know this was a very popular song and they were very yeah. were very popular artists um, and then that way it was like somewhat early I think mm-hmm. um I think this song almost feels like a cover in some ways because of the title and yeah. like the the prominence of the sample and the fact that she's collaborating. But the pieces of the song um, that are Wyclef and and Lauren Hill like go in a really different direction that I think takes it away from like a cover exactly. Um, so I think maybe it's somewhere in the middle of that again. Like there's not. I don't think these lines are always super clear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for sure. Do you remember this song coming out? I don't remember it coming out, but I definitely know it. Like, I'm yeah. sure that I heard it at the time, you know? But I didn't have, yeah. like, a moment like, oh, my God. Right. But, yeah. Or, I yeah. mean, if I did, I don't remember it, rather. Yeah. Well, it's, like, so moment. specific, yeah, to my experiences, like, being yeah. Cuban-American and where I was living and the lack of references to Cuban culture in my day-to-day life, so. Um, all right, what's your next one? So my next one is sort of a fun, totally offbeat one. Um, shout out who samples.com. If you all ever <laughs> want to like spend some time digging on a website and like typing in an artist and seeing like who has sampled their songs, what 
has what like is a cover of what like it's very interesting um and how i got through this episode just like typing in like artists and i'm like okay these people probably have samples <laughs> mm. and for this one i typed in machito who of like machito and his afro-cubans mm. fame um let's take a listen to this song called theme by chivo mato like indie rock and interesting things um, in that uh, side of music it might be more familiar with Chivo Mato they um, this song's from like 1996 and Chivo Mato were um, I think that they were both Japanese American I think one of them mm. might have been like actually Japanese born um, but they were like an indie-ish rock band that um, made um, some a lot of like interesting stuff. This was off of Viva La Woman. Um, it came out in 96. And this sample is um, from Machito's Tintindeo, which itself was a cover of a Dizzy Gillespie piece. Um, and um, Dizzy Gillespie was a black American jazz artist who was really, truly influenced by and a really big proponent of what would become Latin jazz. Um mm-hmm. And um, so I thought that that was like an interesting um, mix of different things. Um, so it's like a piece, the piece that is the original is by um, Dizzy Gillespie, who was really instrumental in spreading the popularity of Latin jazz. And um, then Machito covered one of his pieces and that's what's sampled in this song. So interesting. It has a really um, different sound. What do you think about this? this song i like it i like it i mean it's definitely weird but i'm into it you know you know how i like weird (laughs) you do like weird (laughs) you do like weird i like to be like a little bit challenged sometimes you know like Mm. i feel like my orientation to challenging music is often like curiosity and like wanting to understand why but only some kinds of challenging music. If it's like some like person screaming into a microphone with a guitar, then I'm like, absolutely not. But right. there's like 
I don't know, with like something that happens with like weird like time signatures and like things sound a little bit minimalist. I'm just like, what's happening here? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if this can be described as minimalist, but yeah, um, this one but yeah. a little more maximalist. <laughs> but yeah, but I it, have, it like um, piques your interest. <clears throat> yeah, this definitely is like the kind of weird that makes me more curious than say like absolutely not. <laughs> And this is from 96, yeah? Yeah, yeah, it's from 96. They, like, sort of gained some prominence with, like, you know, I think the college radio set um, Mm. (laughs) at the time. And, like, were, you know, like, they were, you know, like, a very, like, specific niche situation. They were, like, an indie band that, like, had, like, like, a little indie following. Right. But, you know, like, they, like... They were in a specific art scene, you know, like they're like, I think like a video off of this album was directed by Michelle Gondry, who was the director that made that video that, um, what's that movie with Kate Winslet and the memories erasing and all that stuff. And, um, Eternal, Sunset, Eternal no. <laughs> Sunshine of the Spotless <laughs> oh, Mind. Uh huh. Yeah. But he yeah. also he used to direct a lot of music videos as well. But so like he they were like in a specific like artistic scene. So like I would I wouldn't say that they weren't well known, but like they're not like pop artists, you know. Right. I feel like the college like the college radio sort of influence is like kind of a thing of the past. I imagine because radio just doesn't have the prominence that used to have i mean i'm sure there's still college radio stations but i feel like that used to be more of like a driver of a particular yeah i mean i think radio does have a lot of prominence but i what i will say is that like clear channel entertainment buying up every single radio station in 1997 probably right or around then really uh it really affected like the variety that you would find on radio stations you know like right and college radio used to be like lo-fi anyway it wasn't like i don't think those are the kind of stations they were buying but yeah yeah have other things to listen to exist and stuff you know but um but people didn't used to have anything else to listen to right like or they you know the other things to listen to were like they had records and tapes yeah but it was interesting it would be interesting to think about how streaming has affected right Right, because um, I had how, a, like having so much music just like at your, at your fingertips. Yeah, fingertips as affected that. Yeah, yeah, because I actually had two college radio programs. <laughs> Neither one wow. was a. I know one was a um, a sex advice show, so it wasn't a music show, and then Unband. one. <laughs> right, um, although like no one ever called us in, so we were really just talking to each other. And when I look back, <laughs> I think it was really like a veiled way to flirt with each other even though nothing ever actually happened with that situation and oh i think God. she's Incredible. an orthodox she's orthodox jewish now and married and has kids but um uh one of them was a music show but it was i would be embarrassed i would be embarrassed to to share the music that we played <laughs> <laughs> it was not the music that i listen to now it was a very specific type of like indie rock that really one of the people in the crew who i also had a crush on there's a theme here um kind of led the she like they led the the music taste in that arena <laughs> and i like wow. it's interesting because i still follow them on instagram and they're still really into that music and i see the stuff they're referencing and i'm like wow yeah i do not listen to any of that anymore so <laughs> anyway i was not i mean it was a small college i don't think a lot of people were listening to it anyway so it did it wasn't like a college radio station with a lot of prominence at least although actually we they got some attention for having in a rock war program that got mm. um actually some pickup 
by mainstream media. So, and then it ended up becoming its own thing. But anyway, music tangents. Whoa, wow. College yeah, radio. things you didn't know about me. I know. I, I was not on college radio at all. I mean, probably at your college, it would have been much harder than at mine because you went to like a big school and I went to a teeny mm-hmm, one. Mm-hmm. Like you probably would have had to like do the 2 a.m. radio or whatever in order to get yeah, exactly. a slot. And we, that was not the case. <laughs> it's worth more college. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, all right. My next song is called Wild Thoughts and it's by DJ Khaled, Rihanna and Bryson Tiller. Let's take a look. Another one. Another one. We the best music, DJ Khaled. I don't know if you could take it. No, you wanna see me naked, naked, naked. I wanna be a baby, baby, baby. Spinning in his wedges like he came from Maytag. Rocker with sit on the brown like When I get like this, I can't be around you. I'm too lit to dim down a notch. Cause I can do some things that I'm gon' do. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, wow. Wow, wow, wow When I with you, all I get is wild thoughts Wow, wow, wow When I with you, all I get is wild thoughts Let's go! I hope you know I'm for the tagging You know this cookie's for the bag Kitty, kitty, baby, get her things to rest Cause you done beat her like the 68 Jets Diamonds and nothing when I'm rockin' with ya Diamonds and nothing when I'm shining with ya Just keep it white and black as if I'm your sister I'm too hip to hop around, time to hit with ya I know I get wow, wow, wow Wow, 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 thoughts Wow, wow, wow When I with you, all I get is wild thoughts Wow, wow, wow When I with you, all I get is wild thoughts this is from 2017. It's interesting. A lot of the songs that we brought were from like the 80s and 90s, um, just kind of coincidentally. You know, there's something there. But this one is more recent. It's from 2017. And the song that it's sampling is a Santana song, Maria Maria. Yeah. Yeah. I sort of, I feel like I had a reaction to that, um, to the Carlos Santana comeback moment yeah. that I was like... This is corny, not because Carlos Santana is necessarily corny or this song is necessarily corny, but like, I feel like I had like a reaction to the Latin explosion of the 90s. And hence now, I know that also this isn't Spanish guitar, but it's referencing Spanish guitar. And so whenever Mm -hmm. there's like Spanish guitar and pop music, I have like a trigger sort of reaction to it. I'm like, absolutely not. Oh no. (laughs) You know? Yeah. um, But... Yeah, people love this song. I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a big hit. I mean, it's hard to be mad at Rihanna, but... I what do you think about DJ my... Khaled? What do... I think he's hilarious. I mean, he's an idiot, but he's funny. <laughs> Why do you say he's an idiot? I don't know much about him. Um, I don't know. If you just like hear him talk, he sounds like an idiot. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but he's... <laughs> And he won't eat pussy. He said he won't eat pussy. So that's also figuring into my... um, He's blacklisted by you. (laughs) Well, I just hope he he partners with the rare person who doesn't like to receive, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, otherwise, that's that's sad. Um, I'm hopeful. Also, who says shit like that? Like, what? Why would you put that out in the world? 
Yeah, I don't remember. Maybe somebody asked him about it. Who knows? I'm not like up on DJ Khaled like that, but I just remember <laughs> I mean, when Snapchat you know that about was like, <laughs> what? Yeah, I mean, I know. I remember when like when I used to have a Snapchat. Um, he, I don't know, just, it was a few years back. He was on Snapchat and he was somewhere in Miami, like lost on his a jet ski. Yes, he was on a jet ski and he was lost on his jet ski and he was Snapchatting his way through being lost somewhere in the waterways, like of Miami. Like, and that's just, that's why I'm saying, like, he's funny. Yeah. Like, he's like, but he's funny, trying to be actually. funny, right? Yeah, yeah, he's trying yeah. to be, I mean, okay. like, how are you not trying to be funny when you're, like, actually literally lost I mean, on a you're, jet ski if you're and on, recording yourself? If you're on Snapchat, you're not lost. Like, you're you're just pretending to be lost because you yeah, have the I internet mean, in front of he's, you. <laughs> he, but he, like, actually just didn't know where he was. <laughs> I don't know. I think he's brilliant. He's... I think that I think that's some brilliance right there. Some yeah, Snapchat exactly. Brilliance. It's so funny. But anyway, he. <laughs> yeah, <there laughs> I he love is. that you remember that. Yeah, I don't have any pr- opinions about him. I don't. I don't follow him. Particularly, did not know that about him. Um, but. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't. Know about re- his jet I... ski travails. Uh uh-uh, uh, I didn't. <laughs> um, but I did remember the song once I once I came back to it. And Santana, yeah, Santana's a little cheesy. Like, my mom was really into Santana. I feel like that says something about, like, the demographic he was reaching. I don't know. Um, like, the Rob Thomas collab and stuff. Oof. But also, also like, a, you know, talented musician who's had a, I feel like the lifespan of his career is impressive, right? Like, for all the way from Woodstock until, like, 2017, you know? Like, he's he's had longevity, I think, in terms of his pop relevance, which is impressive to me. Yeah. All right, your last one for the main episode is another Wyclef. I know. Well, this one's, I'm a little bit cheating, but I'll tell you why in a second. <laughs> this is Hips Don't Lie. It's Chucky Den Wyclef. Let's take a listen. No fighting. We got the refugees. No fighting. No fighting. Shakira, Shakira. I never really knew that she could dance like this. She make a man want to speak Spanish. Como se llama? Shakira, Shakira. Oh, baby, when you talk like that, you make a woman go mad. So be wise and keep on reading the signs of my body. I'm on tonight, you know my hips don't lie. I'm starting to feel it's right. All the attraction, the tension. Don't you see, baby, this is perfection. So obviously, Jackie does a lot in artists, but 
Wyclef is part of the mix here, and like I was saying earlier, I feel like the Fugees had this like cross diaspora thing going on where they love to sample Latin songs, as um, evidenced with our earlier track. Um, and I really, really love this Jerry Rivera sample. I remember, I remember specifically when this song came out. I was like, oh shit! Like this sample, like I remember, like being like, oh my god, yes. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like so iconic as a sample and I wanted to bring it. But also though, the other reason I brought it and something that I didn't know about this song is that it's actually a rework of a song from two years earlier that um, Wycliffe did without Shakira and the female vocals were done by somebody called Juarez Ortiz. And um, the song was on, wait for it, Dirty Dancing Havana Nights. <laughs> Did you watch that? No. Oh, okay. Okay. That would have been the shocker. The soundtrack. That would have been the shocker if you listened to that. If you watched that movie, that would be Um, No, I did not watch that movie. But this was on the 2004 soundtrack for Dirty Dancing Havana Nights. (laughs) That I believe was probably remade because of that, like, towards, like, the end of that, like, 1990s, 2000 Latin boom era. Mm-hmm. Um, and But it was, like, just like a Wyclef song before from 2004, and they reworked it in 2006 for Shakira, and it came out on her, like, oral fixation album, I think. Um, but this is... This is, you know, one of my favorite Chiquita songs ever, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. the best, definitely the best English language Chiquita song, in my opinion, that there mm-hmm. is. Yeah, I would agree. And this was a really good sample of it. Yeah. I'd be curious to look deeper into Wyclef and see if he has done a bunch of, if he's done more Latin samples, like maybe yeah, this is maybe actually we'll something that's... samples.com and see right, who like Wyclef deep, samples. Go deep into <laughs> to Wyclef. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, thanks for listening. Um, hope you don't mind us, you know, swaying from our own rules about whose music we bring. But it was interesting <laughs> to think about where these samples showed up and when and and whatnot. Um, as always, all the info about the songs are in our show notes at RileyMania.com. Yeah, and you can follow us on Twitter. You can sign up for our newsletter. You can follow us on Instagram. Um, thank you so much, Maite, for editing this. Sorry if I sound weird, y'all. I'm like in a blanket tent in a hotel room <laughs> recording on my field recorder. So, you know, we're doing our best out here. But mm-hmm. thank you so, so much. Yeah. We'll see you next week. Hasta la próxima, y'all. Bye. <laughs> Come on, y'all, dude. Y'all are crazy, man.